0: Welcome to Pastors Confidential, we're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us.
1: Good morning, and welcome to the podcast.
0: Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm doing good, thanks. And you?
0: I am well.
1: Good. Uh, You know, our dog is chewing away on an an antler there, so just a heads up. But the choice was antler or dad's elbow. So we decided to give the dog Mm -hmm. the antler rather than my elbow. Or that
0: horrible toy that y'all bought him recently that makes the worst sounds It's a great thing.
1: It's like a a squishy pig. And every time (laughs) he steps on it, it makes this this awful pig noise. But it's really kind of amusing, actually. Not too amusing. Yeah.
0: Not too amusing. But our big news is what did we do on Friday?
1: On uh, Friday we moved in our second daughter, Elizabeth. We moved her up to University of Texas. So she is officially a Longhorn. Yes. Yeah.
0: And it all went, you know, really smoothly. Oh it did. It went great. Yeah, we had to so we drove into Austin, which of course is like I'm thousand times less the distance to where Sophie is, yeah really. um it's like a hundred miles, and Sophie's like a thousand miles away yeah, or so it's more. ten times, but yes yeah. yeah, okay, right whatever,
1: yeah, but still uh <clears throat> no it's great I mean in, even the ride into and out of mm-hmm. Austin, I mean, I think we'd hit the the least amount of traffic yep. we've ever hit on an austin trip exactly um I didn't realize Austin was such a big city, my goodness that's a it's a much bigger city than I realized yeah. skyscrapers are going up all over the place,
0: mm- hmm And we, you know, had to park in this big garage and kinda walk down four flights of steps with a bunch of stuff. But Mm -hmm. it was a very hot day. So we got her all moved in. Yeah. And um, has a nice roommate, a really nice room.
1: Yeah. And you know, hats off to the Catholics too, because in our our moving back and forth, you know, multiple trips to and from the car. And I think she got five different invitations. To join a Catholic Bible study on, on the campus. Yep, very thought, nice people just, out of, you know, just coming out of the woodwork and
0: saying, hey, and yeah. introducing themselves to us. And I will say, that is something, we were talking about this at a party we were at on Saturday for our 50th wedding anniversary. Congrats, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, we were mentioning that we were really surprised because all over the campus were... Longhorns for Christ, yeah. join this Bible study, come to this fellowship, all these Catholic people coming up to us and asking to asking LA to be in a Bible yeah. study. Um, and I guess my other daughter said that UT Austin is known they've got a great Catholic fellowship I guess good because good. two of her friends were in there. but anyways, yeah. that it, it was not what we were expecting. We nope. have been told that this is like the seat of Wow, it's like so far. Yes, I won't know like so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I right. won't. No, I wasn't going to say yeah. that, but everybody, you know, Austin is kind of the what stepchild all, of Berkeley Texas the or process, something. You know, I yeah, Austin's I don't know what right. people always mention but, how you know, different it is. But for you, it was, Aggie was,
1: fans out there, you can tell us what Austin, uh, what yes, Austin is called. Yeah, they'll sure. be happy to let us know. Yeah,
0: they'll be let us know. Right. But we were just so surprised because um, it was all everywhere we looked was very. Christian, I don't yeah,
1: know. Yeah, that was great. I'm, I'm sure they're <clears throat> still on the other more side, so too. than my
0: daughter's Lutheran campus. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And that that was a very pleasant surprise. Yeah. so Yeah, we're off to a good start. Yeah, we're
0: off to a good start. So that oh. was good. And other than that, we are starting in the football season. We got yeah. our first Friday Night Lights this week for our son Ooh, Sam. That'll be fun. will mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. And um, so it's going to be busy. And then our son Johnny
1: starts the week after that. So we'll be a double yep. football family.
0: Well, triple because Matthew has Saturdays. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. It's always triple football. Yep. Oh my
1: goodness gracious. Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay, so let's talk about Revelation, not Revelations. Yes, very well. I got done. on somebody at that party we were talking yes, you about. Did. Yes. I was impressed with that. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah, and so the book of Revelation. So, last, uh, yesterday, I guess it was, we preached on Revelation chapter four and five. And I you preached, say, on it, I yes. preached on it, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to say, that I'm really pleased with how well the series is going. Yeah, people uh, are enjoying it. You know, both as someone who has to put it together. Mm hmm. And it's it's like the old saw, you know. If you really want to, if you really want to learn something, teach it. Exactly. So <laughs> nothing like having a hard and fast deadline every single week yes, to, to make you learn something. That's for sure. Uh, so it's been great for me, and my impression is that it's been good for people. Uh, that uh, I've had quite a few folks come up and talk about how. Uh, you know, they're really enjoying the series. Mm-hmm. That revelation is making sense to them for the first time. Good. Uh, I had one gentleman, for example, come up and tell me, he's like, you know, I always wondered what that demon lamb was all about. And so now he knows. <laughs> oh, right?
0: the lamb. That, so yes, the, lamb the slaughtered the lamb. Yes. So, uh, yes. so it's
1: been very good. I've I really enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: So, okay. And I got to sing yesterday. Oh, so yes. You sang quite, fun. if you yes. haven't heard the sermon yet, you can uh, go back. He sings a lot of things. <laughs>
1: we could do duets today if you want. No,
0: you can hear that my voice would not be... Be capable of I that. Think it's a wonderful idea. But anyways, we're going to talk about that a little further, right? Mm-hmm. But first, let's just review. So you basically preached on, well, you read Revelation 5, just 6 through 10, but you were working yeah. on 4 and 5.
1: Right, because that, that's kind of my... my Theory for this series is that the lesson is going to be just a short little excerpt that kind of highlights the main point. Okay. But then I'll preach about something much bigger beyond that.
0: Okay. And we started with numbers, so we might want to just get into that a bit because that is yeah. something that is often confusing, and especially I just finished. I told you I was reading mm-hmm. Revelation myself in the morning, and I just finished today.
1: Well, congratulations. Thank
0: you. And um, you know, the end has got. I think you've preached on this before, where you had the cube. Mm-hmm. You know, like the how the, yeah, it's the pictured, city is a cube. The city is pictured as. 12, this 12, 12 12 12 12 and then also you know it's got some of the gates are 12 and then mm-hmm. the, and you brought that up i hadn't thought of that before the 24 is the 12 of israel mm-hmm. and the 12 of the grafted on you know christians yeah. right you have the
1: 12 apostles the 12 tribes yeah. yeah together you get 24 yeah well thanks yeah and so um well look at that i'm teaching something to my wife
0: well, yes I, although i really don't know what it matters that it's 24 because but that's okay
1: well, because that way it's both old and new. Yeah, it's both together. old and new. Okay,
0: I see. Right. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah, and so one of the key things to keep in mind with the book of Revelation is that the it's, it's an apocalyptic book. Mm-hmm. It's a style of writing in which uh, symbols are very important, uh, and numbers are one of the key symbols. And so when something is given a number... Uh, Chances are that it's it's not necessarily a description so much as it is a representation Okay And so the example I gave was in chapter 5 we're told that the lamb You know the lamb standing as though it was slain Yep uh, We're told it has this is verse uh, Chapter 5 or 6 It had seven horns and seven eyes Yeah Well it's not so much a description that he sees a lamb with seven Antlers sticking out of its head and you know seven eyeballs Okay but it's really a representation that the lamb has, has been um, anointed with the Holy Spirit, who is represented by the number seven. And so the horns represent power, uh, and the eyes represent insight and knowledge. So he has all power. He has all all knowledge. Okay. So yeah. It's, so see, the numbers function not so much as a description as if you're taking a photograph. It's more of a representation of who that person is.
0: Okay. And, and yeah, and you brought up like because um, um, we always talk about omniscience mm-hmm. and what's the other one? Omnipotence. Omnipotence. All power. Right. Yeah. So you're saying that this represents that God is both omniscient mm-hmm. and...
1: And omnipotent. Yeah. That he has all power. That's what right. the horns represent. Right. Uh, you think for, you know, uh, when you go uh, deer hunting, you look for the buck with the biggest antlers, right? Okay. And it's the same kind of idea here. Okay. And so in this chapter, you know, yesterday we spoke about the numbers one, four, seven, 4, 7, and 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's one who is seated on the throne who is God. Right. Uh, and then there are the four living creatures, <coughs> which together represent all creatures in heaven and mm-hmm. on earth.
0: And the four corners, from the all the four, four corners, corners of, of the you. earth. Uh-huh. And
1: then uh, below that, there's also this, this uh, tie-in, this analogy, this echo of, uh, of Isaiah and Ezekiel. But that was too much to preach about yesterday. Okay. So, but there is, you know, Ezekiel had a vision of God in heaven. Uh, Isaiah had a vision of God in heaven. Uh, and they saw these creatures. Okay. Uh, and so it's, but that's, that was too much to preach on. Yes. Uh, seven is the number of the Holy Spirit.
0: hmm. Uh, completion.
1: Completion, perfection, the number of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, 24 is the sum of 12 and 12. So we mm-hmm. have the 12 tribes of the Old Testament, 12 tribes of the New. So all of these numbers function more symbolically than descriptively. If that makes sense. Right. And a great example would be, this is, now this is, I'm not going to preach on this chapter. Okay. uh, But a special bonus for our podcast listeners. Mm -hmm. So in chapter seven, here's another case where John hears something, but sees another. Okay. And so I made the point that John hears about the coming of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Right. Which is the Old Testament prophecies. But what he sees, the New Testament prophecies fulfilled, is not a lion, but a lamb. So not the conquering king, but the crucified savior. Okay. So, too, in chapter 7, same thing, seeing and hearing, only this time with numbers. Uh, And so, this time, John hears, this is chapter 7, chapter 7, verse 4. So, John hears about the people, uh, the the population of heaven, Mm -hmm. the servants of God who have been saved, the servants of God who has been redeemed. Okay. This is chapter 7, verse 4, and I heard the number of the sealed, 144,000. Sealed from uh, every tribe of the sons of Israel. Mm-hmm. And it goes through and it lists them all. Right? Yep.
0: 12 from each. 12,000 so 12, from each.
1: Exactly. And so, you know, you've got the, there's 12 tribes, um, 12,000 from each, right. 1,000 representing uh, fullness. Okay. And we'll get into 1,000 okay. and we talk about the millennium later, but 1,000 represents fullness. Okay. But here's this number. It's a very specific number, 144. Mm-hmm. But then, verse 9, after this I looked and behold, a great multitude that no one could number
0: Mm. from
1: every nation, from all tribes, all peoples, all languages were standing before the throne of God and before the Lamb. Mm -hmm. So it's another case where he hears the Old Testament prophecies that God will save his people Israel. Mm -hmm. But when he sees it fulfilled, It's not just Israel. It's Mm. people from every tribe, every tongue, every language. Amazing. And it's not simply 144,000. It's a multitude that no No one one can can
0: count. Yes, because some people get wrapped up in those numbers, don't they? And they actually think there's a finite...
1: Yeah, and so the Jehovah's amount. Witnesses are famous for that. Okay. Uh, they believe that there are only 144,000 people who were saved.
0: That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Uh, and the problem is there's more Jehovah's Witnesses than that. And oh, so, wow, that's right. a big problem. So it's kind of an interpretive issue for yeah. them. Yeah, okay. But that would be another example of how numbers work uh, in, in the Book of Revelation. Okay. That they're more symbolic than descriptive.
0: Well, and then um, there's also a whole... I think in some forms of Judaism, there's a whole thing with the the letters corresponding to Mm -hmm. numbers as well. I know I recently read that um, Rock the Rabbi in the Road or something by Kathy Uh, Gifford, you know, she's in preparation for going to the Holy Land. And she's kind of big into this and her, the rabbi she follows, I guess. Mm -hmm. But anyways, I don't, it's not just apparently each elf it's like alpha numerology or something like that
1: yeah yeah and so i, I don't know the value of each right. number but but um the, the basic letter. idea mm-hmm. is that as you as you go through the hebrew alphabet each letter is assigned Isaac, yes each letter is assigned a different value and so by adding up the numbers of a person's name uh you get a particular value so a case in oh, okay. mind okay um the opening chapters of matthew you
0: know, yeah
1: uh, matthew's famous because he starts with the genealogy of jesus christ um, and he talks about how there are fourteen. women me look that up. I uh, need some interlude music while I flip through. Yeah. Well,
0: actually, while you're flipping through, here's the there interlude music. Hold okay. on. That while well, you were speaking before, why I needed that Mill Run Sanctuary Choir singing John saw hmm. what, what was that John one again? John
1: saw a vision. Yeah. Oh, yes, it oh, it was did. so good. None I saw. love that. Was one of, always the yeah, best? That's one. one of my favorites. Yes,
0: yeah. you know. so we got to bring you. Got to, got to come to Bernie and
1: yeah, sing for absolutely. us. Absolutely. Okay. So this is Matthew chapter one, verse seventeen, and so you know Matthew goes to this long genealogy, and he ends with this uh, Matthew one verse seventeen. So all the generations from Abraham to David were fourteen, from David to the deportation of Babylon fourteen, from the deportation of Babylon to Christ fourteen. All right. Well, why fourteen? Right. And there's actually more than that. mm Hmm. But the, the key there is that when you add up the numbers for the name David, it comes to 14.
0: Ah, so that's what So that's that would about. be think, an example okay, of that. Okay. Okay. And in the book of Revelation, of
1: course, there's a very famous passage where the number of the beast is given. Yes. The number of beast is the number of a man, and his number is 666. So we'll talk yes. about that in a couple
0: of weeks. Oh, we will. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, you're about to kind of get into the more political of it. Are you yeah. not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there's still there's one more which is 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 still fairly abstract. Okay. So you know the first one was the re- uh, the revelation of Christ. The mm-hmm. idea is that it's all about him. Mm-hmm. This most recent one, the ascension of Christ, the right. people to see it that it really begins with Jesus ascending. Into okay. Heaven. This next one is about the judgments that happen. Okay. Uh, but then when we start talking about the dragon and the beasts, that's where my contemporary, Ooh. social and political points start getting made. So that's the fun stuff.
0: Interesting. So a couple
1: of weeks down the road. Okay.
0: Yeah. Don't miss it. Right. Okay.
1: Um, so another thing. I mean, it's um, I'm I'm loving the Book of Revelation. The, the problem with the Book of Revelation is there's so much you could say, but you can only you know yeah you've that only is the big challenge minutes, right. right? Uh, so one thing I, I wanted to, to touch on, uh, something I had to cut up from my sermon. So in chapter 4 of Revelation, when uh, God the Father, when John sees God the Father on the throne, he has a really interesting description of him.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and this is chapter 4, verse 3. And he who sat there, he who was on the throne, had the appearance of Jasper and carnelian.
0: Yes, I read about that today, too. At the end, we get back to those stones. We come stones. back to those. Yeah, and those okay. are two
1: precious stones. hmm Uh, And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. And so you've got three different uh, precious stones, Jasper, Mm -hmm. Carnelian, Emerald. And how can a rainbow look like an emerald unless it's Lucky Charms or something?
0: (laughs) Your favorite cereal.
1: Which is awesome, right? Um, But I wanted to point out, this is the only other place in the entire Bible where the word rainbow appears.
0: No, oh, the only other place mm-hmm. besides so, Noah.
1: So, uh, well, I guess there's three. There, there's here, and then later on in, in Revelation, there's an angel with a rainbow around. Him. Okay, but there's only two books in the Bible so Re- that talk Re- about Revelation a yeah. and Noah's time. Yeah, and I, I think what's interesting there is when the rainbow first appears, it's a sign that God will no longer destroy His creation. Right, and so by here a flood. we have by a flood, and then here we have God the Creator who's surrounded by a rainbow, and it's a sign that He's remembering that promise, mm-hmm. never again to destroy His creation, but now to redeem it. Wow. Uh, but I just had to cut that out of the sermon. Yeah.
0: So. Well, that would have been a good. Yeah, you could have preached a whole. That's the thing with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You can preach a whole sermon on all of it. Probably even all these precious stones. Like, then yeah. later you get the 12 of them because mm-hmm. they, I don't remember what they're representing at the end there. Yeah, but they represent
1: the 12 tribes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff deep buried within oh, that sure. as well. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's beautiful. Yeah. Because Revelation does. It just wraps it all up. And, you know, at the end, come Lord Jesus. Amen. Right exactly yeah. and he comes
1: back to redeem and I I had kind of uh, last year about this time you know I taught a Bible study on the end times yeah uh, and there we had a lot more time to really go into detail about these things okay <clears throat> and in talking about Revelation I introduced it I said you know Revelation is kind of like um, it's kind of like when everything gets turned up to 11 and so you know on an on an amplifier on a speaker you've got you know 10 as high as you can go and 11 is just when you crank it like beyond its capacity it's just as loud as it can get and i said that's kind of what the book of revelation is like okay that it takes it's almost sensory overload yes it is you know if uh, if 10 is about what the normal person can take this just cranks it up to 11 and so every little visual detail is above and beyond okay um and there's just singing breaks out everywhere Uh, and that's actually what i want to talk about next
0: Oh, okay, so. the songs, yeah, because you sang a lot in your. You were trying to prove that our most of our liturgy comes straight out of the Book of Revelation. Yeah. well, yeah. a lot of it.
1: It does well. I mean, the songs do, certainly, mm-hmm. um, and that's. I think that's a key point for people to take home. Okay. If, if nothing else, they'll remember. Hopefully. Hmm. Um. But so yesterday we looked at two songs, and so in chapter four we had the the song of the four living creatures that they sing to God the Father. Mm-hmm. You know, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And in chapter 5 we had the song that the angels and creation sing to the lamb, you know, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals uh, And then in, but the songs continue and I okay. are not going to really have a chance to look at this through the rest of the sermon series So I wanted to point it out now. Okay, but as you uh, if you should ever read through the book of Revelation or even just flipping through it now uh, And so in chapter 11 there's another song that breaks out this mm-hmm. is chapter 11 verse 16 and the 24 elders who sat on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped, singing, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was and who is to come, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. So there's another song right. that breaks out. Uh, and then in chapter 15, uh, in chapter fifteen, there's what's called the Song of the Lamb, or the Song of the Redeemed. Mm, oh, yeah. Now, you know, we just sang this, we the praise sang, yeah. this yesterday, right. Right? the Song of the Redeemed. Yep. Rising from the African, mm-hmm. death, I think. Uh, This is chapter 15, verse 3. And they sang the the song of Moses, the servant of the God, and they sang the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God, the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Uh, Who will not fear to honor you, O Lord, and glorify your name? Which is also part of our liturgy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then finally, in chapter 19, the most famous song of them all. In chapter 19, that's the Hallelujah Chorus. Uh, And this is after the fall of Babylon the Great, right before the coming of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God uh, forever and ever. And then chapter 19, verse 6. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. For the Lord God omnipotent Mm -hmm. (laughs) reigneth. Thank you. It goes on and on and on. Uh, And so that's a a key part of the book of Revelation. And I won't have time to, to preach on it. Okay. But that as you read through it, these songs keep breaking out again and again and again uh, and so I when I taught about it last year I compared it to a little bit to like Jesus Christ superstar oh okay where it's almost it's this uh it's an opera where everything is taken above and beyond you know yes. uh, you think of operas as like thunder clashing and you know women wearing uh, Viking costumes and valkyries slooping and everything is just dramatic above and beyond <laughs> uh, and then it's a rock opera and that the volume is cranked up to okay. 11. Uh, and we, we find that throughout that there's all of these songs that break out time and time and time again.
0: We should have called the sermon series Revelation, a rock opera.
1: That would have been pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, but I think TJ would have just been so excited about it. Oh, I could not have restrained him. Yeah.
0: True. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. TJ, our um, musician. Our organist. Right? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, what are we just, to, what's next week, just so we know?
1: Yeah. So, a little heads up here. So, there's a couple different ways you can preach on Revelation. Uh, And in a sense, the easiest would have been to simply preach through, you know, uh, chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. No, that would have been way too much. Um, But what I'm doing is, uh, so we've been preaching serially, you know, Mm -hmm. chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 up to this point. But then from here on out, I start jumping around. Uh, And so the reason I do that is because the way Revelation is structured, it's very repetitious. It's, Mm -hmm. It's structured like a spiral where things circle back upon themselves. But every time they circle back on themselves, it kind of moves forward a little bit. So okay. It's, it's like a spiral. Yep. So it circles back and then moves okay. forward. Um, and so and what I'm doing in the, in this coming Sunday is talking about the the judgments, the, the seven seal judgments, Whoa. the seven trumpet judgments, and the seven bowl of wrath judgments. Oh, my. Uh, and rather than take each one of those separately, I'm taking them all together. Okay. And hopefully, you know, if I do my job right, hopefully people will see, oh, these actually... It's not so much that there's twenty one different things that happen. There's really one big thing that happens. Okay. Time and time again.
0: Okay. On the spiral. Exactly. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. Okay. Looking forward to it. Yep. And um in the email that I send out, if you're on our list, you'll get the link to the bookmark with the mm-hmm. reading plan. With the reading plan. The right. sermon from yesterday. And also if you're local, you can sign up for our class starting September first. Faith yeah, at home. That'll be a lot yeah. of fun.
1: Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, we will catch you next time.